Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am the tech editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. I predict this will be an awesome episode. I predict you said something nearly the same thing last, last time year? we talked yeah, about I think, I, I think I predicted it was going to be the best episode ever. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, well, let's start this off with a little listener mail. This listener mail comes from Kyle, who is, and I quote, our biggest seventh grade fan. Uh, so perhaps he's nine feet tall. He says, <laughs> hi, guys. I recently subscribed to the Tech Stuff podcast. And of the other two I've subscribed to, this is my absolute favorite. Thanks, Kyle. This morning and over the weekend, I was listening to some podcasts and listened to your tech predictions for 2009. I was wondering if you guys, like you said in the podcast, could update your list and say what ha happened and did not happen. Keep up the great work. And Kyle's from Concord, California. All right. And uh, so we already did our, our rundown where uh, 
God, yes. some, somehow you ended up with all these check, check marks, marks, and I had, had a bunch of red X's. X's. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Mm. I'm hoping that maybe, maybe this year, this coming year, uh, you'll maybe get a check mark. I mean, I don't know. It'll be. I mean, we'll I'm see. Try. We'll see after I finish uh, tallying up the the marks next year. Right. But we, since we already went through what our predictions were last time, we're going to make new predictions. For 2010. Now, when we're recording this, it is still 2009. I'm assuming that it will probably publish before the first of 2010, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. we do record these ahead of time. And uh, as we did last year, we, we took some that were pretty, pretty well educated guesses. You know, we figured would be reasonably likely to happen. And then we sort of went out on a limb on a few T's. Yeah, so we're trying them, to do a little bit of a mix. Some of the really like big, big ones, like, I hope this isn't stealing one of yours about cloud computing being big. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's almost a gimme. Yeah. Like cloud computing being big or smartphones will continue to be popular. <laughs> those are kind of like, those aren't predictions. That's, no. that's obvious to, to anybody really. Yeah. So, um, we're trying to avoid those as much as possible. Although I think some of mine may fall into the lame category. <laughs> um, and, well, uh, maybe you'll get a check mark for those. Paulette, I'm going to, we already know that I have more predictions written down than Paulette does. I'm, you know, I'm, I came up with some during the podcast well, last year. And, I might come up with but some I, this year. I, that's not a criticism to you, Paulette. No, what, what I mean, what I mean to say is that because I have more and you have fewer, um, I'm going to have you go first because it may be one of the ones that I use. And that way I still have some I can choose from, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. if I use one of the ones you use, then you're rapidly up the creek. Okay, fine. So you can go first. All what right, is well, your first prediction? My first prediction, I'm, I'm going to uh, go with one of the most uh, hot um, news items of right of, of the time as of right this minute when we're recording this. Okay. And I predict that Apple will, in fact, release something, whether or not it is the tablet, quote-unquote tablet. But I, I have this feeling they're going to come out with a larger iPod, iPhone-style device that people are calling the Apple tablet right now. Um, because there's just too much information about this non-existent product that has been pushed back that hasn't even been announced yet right. as of this recording. I think they will come out with something and I think it will sell well, but here's the prediction part. I don't think it's going to sell as well as people thought from all the hype. And they're going to say, well, it, you know, we thought it was going to sell. I'm making a number up here. This is not really the prediction, like 25 million copies and it only sold, you know, 16 million Okay, yeah, so, I think it's going to be successful, but not wildly so. Interesting. So, so I also had in my predictions that Apple would come out with a tablet device. Yeah. Uh, some people are calling it the iPad. Yeah, some I don't know what just, form factor. Some is people just take, call it Apple tablet. Something well, that does that. In general, we know that it's supposed to be at like a 10-inch screen. Yeah. Device of some sort, which is much larger than an iPod Touch or I, I, iPhone. So, But it is not um, like a, a, a clamshell-style computer. Right. It, it, doesn't, be more it, won't like have, a, it won't have a keyboard. It right, would right. have its own like touchscreen interface. Okay, so we agree uh, that that's what I it is. I agree that it's going to launch. Now, I said that it's going to launch, but it's going to tank. Really? So you think yeah. it's going to tank outright? Well, it's a th- if, if the predictions are correct and it's going to be marketed for $1,000 a pop, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money to ask for a specialized gadget. I mean, well, it when depends you, on how specialized it is. I think it's going to be more of a computing device. Yeah, but you can buy a computer for less than that. Yeah. And you can have, buy a computer for less than that that has a keyboard. And you can buy an Apple computer for that same price that has a keyboard. Okay. All right. Well, so, we'll see. I mean, now granted, Steve Jobs 
He's amazing at convincing you that you want what he has to sell. So maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I don't think it's going to do well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, so th- there's a prediction where we had a fundamental disagreement, which is awesome because that means one of us is going to get a check mark and one of us is going to get an X. I think I know who it'll be if I'm the one right. keeping score. Okay. So uh, let me go ahead and make my next prediction. Now, this, one's, right this one's a total gimme. Okay. 2010 will be the year of the e-reader. <laughs> Okay, so Kindle's been out for a couple of years. The Nook has, well, saying the Nook has come out is probably being a little ambitious. The Nook is on sale, uh, and it'll start shipping any day now, really, honestly. But uh, the Sony e-reader's been out for a while. I'm guessing that at CES in 2010, which it happens in the first week of January in 2010, um, and I will be heading down there, um, I, I'm guessing that CES is going to have uh, several more electronic reading devices on display from different manufacturers. I think 2010 is when the e-reader form factor really comes into its own, and we're probably going to see some pretty um, hefty competition between several different developers. And then maybe, maybe even by the end of the year, we'll start seeing some real front runners to see who's going to dominate that space. Right now, Amazon Kindle's got a huge head start. I, uh, this wasn't in my predictions, but I, I disagree with you. I think we have another year before that happens. Oh, you think, you think it won't be until 2011 before e-readers really become a yep. big thing? And that, and I base that on, uh, uh, Gartner and their hype index. The mm. uh, industry analyst says that there is a, a trough of disillusionment coming for the e-reader. Um, and then it will settle out and actually become successful. But at this point, they predict that there's going to be some more time. So I'm, I'm saying 2011. I base it on the fact that my mom called me to ask me which one would be better for my dad, the Kindle or the Nook. Okay. Which, you know, when my, when your mom calls you to ask you, you know, it's a big thing. Okay. All right. Your turn. You want another, uh, hot trending topic right now? The Google phone, the Nexus one. Yes. Um, we already, we already sort of agree on this, I think, based on our Tech Stuff Live broadcast of earlier, uh, that it will actually come out and be a consumer device, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I think it's going to go with T-Mobile. I think they're going to okay. lock it to T-Mobile. Again, that's sort of a gimme based on the uh, FCC filing. But uh, That was also one of my predictions. And I didn't specify the carrier, but I said it would come out and it would be locked. Yeah, it's so going to be locked. So, uh, yeah, we're, I'm in total, total agreement with you there, Paulette. Hmm, I, I like think that. that the, the Nexus One or whatever it is called when it eventually becomes a consumer phone. Yeah. I think it will be locked down to a single carrier. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I also think that I will probably want one. Oh, I think so too. Cause I've got the G1 and I love it. So, all right. That's a good prediction. I like that. Um, I say that in 2010, the mm-hmm. iPod Touch, the next generation will have a camera. Okay. I, we, I, we expected that this past year at the 999 event and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, from what I understand, it sounds like the reason why it didn't happen was supply chain issues. Yeah. That, uh, the, the chips weren't quite right. The sensors weren't quite right. And it wasn't going to fit within the iPod, uh, iPod touch, um, form factor. Right. So, uh, but I do predict that they will fix that problem and that sometime in 2010, we will start seeing iPod touches that have cameras in them. All right, then. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to, to see that. Yep. That was um, another kind of gimme. I was going with a, uh, this isn't really a, as, as gimme-ish, 
Um, and it's related to my last one. I think that uh, T-Mobile is going to end up in a merger with somebody over the next year. Hmm. There was talk for a while about the T-Mobile Sprint thing, which sounds to me like it's not going to happen now. Um, and uh, T-Mobile and, uh, and AT&T were rumored for a bit. And, and uh, they, actually, some of the smaller carriers yeah. were rumored to be, you know, can, as part of a deal. So in a way, T-Mobile and AT&T makes a little more sense just because they both run on the same – they both rely on the same 3G yeah. technology. I want to say that. Now I'm not <clears throat> questioning whether or not. But I know that uh, I've seen a couple rumors swirling around. I think it's actually going to happen in 2010. Interesting. Because I think the uh, the uh, Nexus One is going to be popular enough where they're going to need more network. Hmm. So – Otherwise, so you're you going to see that, Verizon ads about how big you, yeah. their Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you're going to start seeing something like T-Mobile experiencing the same sort of problems and PR yeah. disaster that AT&T has had to field in 2009. Yeah, because I do think the Nexus one will be popular. Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, here's uh, here's one that's going to bum out our gamers friends. Uh-oh. I think that 2010 will come and go with yet another year where there is no announcement of a future console from either Sony or Microsoft. Yeah. I don't think we're going to hear about the PS4. I don't think we're going to hear about the Xbox 720 or whatever you want to call them next year. The reason for that is because they are still developing uh, some pretty high-end accessories for those devices, like the Sony Wand and Project Natal. Uh, those things kind of suggest to me that, that the companies are planning on extending the lifetimes of these consoles for a few more years, and it would be um, detrimental to go ahead and announce the successor mm-hmm. to those systems because you would really hurt the sales of your peripherals if everyone's thinking, well, I want to hold off until the next generation console comes out because what if it's not compatible? What if these peripherals don't, aren't compatible with the new system? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, that, that was the thing I was trying to think of. A, this is one of the reasons I have fewer, uh, predictions this year is because I was trying to think of something for gaming. And uh, this is sort of a non-prediction. I don't know that I see anything big happening on the gaming front anyway because we had so many big announcements. The, the biggest uh, thing I could see is if Nintendo just, came out with something because Nintendo is starting to – They're kind of due. Yeah, they're starting to – well, they're starting to feel the slowdown too yeah, of the Wii. The, really the, the Wii mania is starting to slowly uh, uh, fade away. Mm-hmm. And so – it may be that we hear an announcement in 2010 of a new Nintendo console. Now, I don't think it would be available in 2010. I no, think I don't 2011 think so would be the earliest we'd see it. Mm-hmm. But we might get a hint, like maybe a, a teaser at E3 or something. Okay. So another one? Um, is it my turn? Sure. Um, Why not? Hmm, no, that was too much of a gimme. I'm going to skip that one. Okay. Um, I think Apple is indeed going to embrace the Lala method and go with a uh, music rental program. Oh, so you're going to have like some sort of streaming service on on iTunes? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Where you, uh, you know, basically pay a lower fee and you know, all you can eat type stuff as long as you're subscribing. So. I uh, I would love to see that happen. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I want that prediction to be true. Yeah. So, well, a lot of people, a lot of people are uh, betting that you're, you know, if you're betting against me, that uh, you would win because the model wasn't working. Lala was one of many that was sort of struggling to make money, and uh, you know, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people were really familiar with Lala and its and its model, and uh, Apple's got a lot more marketing muscle that it can use. So, and, and I don't know. I, I think it's going to happen. Well, here's here's one where I'm st- sticking my neck way out. Okay. 
I predict that in 2010, the Large Hadron Collider will either uncover evidence of the Higgs boson particle or something even more bizarre. Okay. So in other words, scientists will tell you that um, – often will tell you that so, sometimes they don't want to find what they expect to find. Because if you find what you expect to find, all it does is confirm your hypothesis and you don't learn anything more. You just confirm something. If you find something you don't expect to find, that means there's something new that you don't know and it's fun to learn that. I think these people are crazy. But I think it does mean that the the collisions in the LHC will probably generate something that will either lead scientists to, to definitively state whether or not the Higgs boson particle exists or if there's something even more unusual that we have not thought of yet that actually explains why matter has mass. There's a rabbit in a clown wig playing a harmonica. Yeah. We never expected to find right. that. All right, turkey in the straw. Who who had turkey in the straw? All right, betting pool. Who had turkey <laughs> turkey in the straw? Nice. Your turn. Okay, this is this is a little bit out there too. I'm not sure they're ready to do it, but I'm going to there's there's something I saw on the news today mm. about oh uh, Paramount Studios trying a uh, a pay for streaming clips thing. So I'm going to say that uh, movie studios are going to go ahead and start dipping their toes into the uh, downloadable movie pool. Maybe it's just a rental thing. But I think that uh, some of them are going to get on that um, themselves and find ways to make that work. Mm. Um, maybe that's going to be through the, uh, the Comcast acquisition of NBC Universal. Um, you know, now that they've got content and infrastructure together in one spot, they'll have total control over that. I don't know, but I think, I think it's going to start happening when they finally reluctantly go, okay, maybe we'll let you view this on a streaming basis. And I don't know if they'll go for it or not, but I think they're going to try it like full length content. I wouldn't expect it in January 1st. (laughs) <laughs> right. I, I have a similar prediction in that I think that in 2010 we'll, we'll start to see the, um, the, the pay part of, of, uh, Murdoch's plan for Hulu to come into play. Scratch that one off my list. Oops. Well, that was very, very similar to the one you were just mentioning. Which yeah, is yeah, why no, it no, made I, me think of that. It was going to be my next um, one too. So uh, a paid tier. Right. A paid tier for Hulu. They, right. now, even back when, when, uh, uh, Fox executives were talking about the possibility of uh, of making a a paid tier in Hulu. They they did say that there would still be content that would be freely accessible. Mm-hmm. So probably still web ad supported, I would guess, or or advertisement supported. Right. But uh, there there would be some content that you would have to pay to access. Now, personally, I think if they kept it at the five trailing episodes model, but if you paid extra, you could get access to older episodes. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome yeah. because then you'd be like, if you're like me and you suddenly say, oh my gosh, it's seven weeks into 24 and I totally forgot because I don't have a TV anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, let me go to Hulu. And then you look at Hulu and you can only go back as far as episode three and up, then you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what happened in the first two hours? Yeah. That's when Jack Bauer really kicks butt. Because it's before he's been beat up and he spends the rest of the season slowly recovering. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that's the way the pay tier takes form, but I honestly don't know. All right, well, that was one for both of us. So let's I'll I'll go ahead and do a different one for me. Okay. Um, I think that this is going to be the year where we actually start seeing 
wireless high definition components hit the consumer market. Now we've okay. seen, we've seen these things at CES a couple of years ago, actually. Back in 2007, I saw these and they've been at CES probably before that. That mm-hmm. was the first CES I went to. Now what we're talking about here are devices like, um, like Blu-ray players or, uh, high definition DVRs or whatever that can transmit signals wirelessly to a, uh, a similarly enabled television. And there are several different competing standards that are trying to become the standard for high definition wireless data transmission. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of those would be YGIG, uh, made by the YGIG Alliance. Yes. And, um, WHDI. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, uh, I forget what that acronym stands for. I remember it's like high definition something or other. Right. I'm awesome, aren't I? But anyway, <laughs> that's the, the point being that these, these technologies have been around for a while, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen anything beyond the prototype stage. I think in 2010, maybe by the, uh, the holiday season of 2010. So we're talking about almost a full year from now. We'll start seeing. Uh, these devices hit the market so that you could you could suddenly have a home theater that doesn't have to have cables connecting the various components together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd still need a power cord, but you wouldn't have to have a cord that goes between your Blu-ray player and your television. Yeah, yeah. All right, that was that was my next one. Um, here's one I I just thought up on the fly based okay. on on that. Um, I think you're going to see the first um, LTE infrastructure in the United States. Um, yeah, we're starting to see it. To I think, out. I think Stockholm is getting one right now. So, uh, it's, it is, they are being built overseas already. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that makes sense to me. Um, I actually had on as one of mine, as we would see the war between, uh, the war of the 4G technologies, which right now I'm thinking mainly WiMAX and LTE, although those are not the only two. Those are the two front runners. Well, that's the, the, uh, the whole thing is that there is WiMAX available in yeah, I, several cities now and there are a WiMAX customer. So yes. And there are many people who are many people, many, uh, companies who are currently offering 3G services who mm. have said that they want to offer LTE. Well, Honestly, they can't afford to wait too much longer. Right. I mean, obviously, the economy being what it is kind of puts a damper on some of their plans, but they're going to have to start rolling some of this stuff out if they want to compete because WiMAX is going to eat their lunch if they wait too much longer. Right. They will drink their milkshake. Yes. That's a reference that you don't get because you have not seen There Will Be Blood. That's correct. At any rate, uh, YGIG is or, – or I'm sorry, WiMAX is currently drinking LTE's milkshake. Yes, it is. And uh yeah – as these as these uh, networks get built out, we'll start seeing more devices that can take advantage of it. Currently, most devices require a an additional piece of hardware mm-hmm. in order to interface with these technologies. For example, my laptop computer has a Wi-Fi uh, receiver built into it, but uh-huh. it does not have a WiMAX receiver. And they are two different technologies running on two different frequencies, so you can't use one for the other. Uh, so in order to use my laptop with my WiMAX service, I have mm-hmm. to either connect directly to my WiMAX uh, modem mm-hmm. or I have to have a little dongle that can um, uh, pick up the – it's essentially an antenna uh-huh. that can pick up the signal. Or there is one other option. You can connect your modem to a wireless router, converting the signal to Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and then pick it up through your Wi-Fi receiver. Right. But I think that once these – these networks get built out. We'll see devices with those technologies built directly into the device. Mm-hmm. Even things like phones. We'll start seeing phones on the 4G networks. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that one was yours. So I guess it's my turn again. How many okay. more do you have? Uh, I, I have one more. One more. Okay. So we'll. I'll do one more. You do one more, and then I'll do my capper. 
Okay. Okay. So let me see. Let me see what I've got. Um, oh, here's mine. Palm goes under. Wow. Because the pre did not do well enough to keep the company alive. I don't think the pixie is priced well enough to keep the company alive. I think Palm, I think Palm put all of its eggs into the, the Webos basket. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Webos basket has done well enough to keep the company going. Wow. I think I think 2010, if it's if it doesn't see the death of Palm, it's essentially going to be the swan song. Wow. I mean, maybe they'll come out with a really cool device. They'll have it at CES and everyone will be talking about it. But that did not that wasn't enough for them this past year because that that was when they showed off the pre and everyone thought it was great. And it just did not do as well as it needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine's going to be rather close to home for you, uh-huh. because uh, and this is uh, th- this may fall in the lame category, but I have to uh, throw okay. this out. I predict that this laptop that is sitting between you and me, that is yours, work computer, is going to die before the end of the year. Wow, that's <laughs> what kind of prediction? I've gone through four laptops since I've been at HowStuffWorks.com, and I started in February two thousand seven. No, no, seriously, he <laughs> when he's typing to me. The E key is not working no, anymore. They, the E key, yeah. Well, I just avoid words that use the letter E now, uh, oh. which is why uh, uh, I'm trying to learn Welsh. So we're um, <laughs> yes, and we have to talk about the internet. It is it's so. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I uh, so it still works. I just have saying. to punch that key really hard. Oh, and I'm also missing the tilde key. <laughs> did you notice that? Yes, I did. Yeah. I no longer have so a tilde key. Okay, so it's lame, but it is a tech prediction. Okay. He's well, going to have another a, computer by I've, this time next year. I've got another prediction that okay. hits very close to my home. Okay. <clears throat> I will be on This Week in Tech sometime in 2010. Really? Leo Laporte's show, This Week in Tech. Here's my prediction. I will be a guest on that show sometime in 2010. I have absolutely, I'm, in the interest of full, uh, full disclosure, yeah, I, was gonna ask you. I have no leads on this. Leo Laporte, as far as I know, has no knowledge of my existence. I'm sure he knows of the website. I mean, how stuff works. I'm sure he knows how stuff works. Yeah. I don't think he knows who I am, um, but I have high hopes that sometime in 2010, I will be invited to be a guest on This Week in Tech. It's a show that I actually, I really enjoy. Um, it has a full... A format that goes long enough for me to talk as much as I want <laughs> to the point where I'm hoarse and can no longer talk anymore because those shows are long. If you have not listened to This Week in Tech, Leo Laporte gets a, a roundtable of various tech journalists and, and movers and shakers in the technology world. They're not all just journalists. Some of them are, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and they talk about the big news stories that happened that week and, um, it's a good format. Leo Laporte's a great host, and uh, he, he leads a very engaging conversation. And they can get really deep into some of these subjects too. So yeah, it's it's more than just covering the surface of the story. They they try to dig down into what does this really mean? What are the consequences? Mm-hmm. How could it affect other things within the industry? Um, it's a really in depth conversation, but they keep it very accessible. So even if you are not a you know technology guru, it's pretty easy to follow along. So, um, I mean, occasionally they can get bogged down into, into technical details, but that's, that's the exception rather than the rule. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, he consistently has some of the most intelligent and interesting guests on that show. So, uh, granted, that's a very high bar for me to reach, but, um, I figure if we can con him into thinking that I know what I'm talking about, I have a shot. Okay. So, I might need your help, oh tech stuff listeners, to <laughs> to get Leo's attention. All right then. 
All right, that was my last uh, prediction. I actually have more, but because you know you're out, you I'm, can you can throw them out there. Can throw them out there. Yeah. Some of them are gimmies. Like uh, I expect we'll see uh, a rise in 3D entertainment. We yeah. saw that we saw that increase steadily through 2009. I think 2010 will continue that trend, um, especially since uh, I think Avatar. Uh, you know what? I was a naysayer on Avatar early on. I didn't think it was going to... The movie. The movie Avatar. Yes. Yeah, the James Cameron movie. I, I was kind of a naysayer. I didn't think it was going to be very good. But people I really, really respect who have seen that movie have been very positive about it. And so I am willing to eat crow and say, you know what? Uh, I James Cameron... Prove me wrong, man. I'm I'm eager to see a, a fun science fiction film, and I think that um, if he really has managed to to completely change the way movies are made, that's awesome. So, and if it disappoints you, will your heart go on? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, that's the other thing is that James Cameron has a history of making these incredibly expensive movies that everyone thought there's no way this film could ever recapture the cost it made to create the film, especially with things like Titanic, which had so many problems in the production sequence. Yeah, a lot of people had a sinking feeling about that movie. Exactly, yeah. Spoiler alert, the boat sinks. But the <laughs> the the film made well more yeah, than what it cost it to produce. And so, I mean, Cameron, he just consistently amazes me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being amazed again, but, um, uh, I think we're going to see a rise in, uh, telecommuting in companies. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more and more companies, especially new companies sure. start with a model where they, they move away from the geographically centered office and they do more teleconferencing and teleworking. Okay. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more internet ready televisions that can tap into the internet directly without the need for a, an additional box like a Roku or an Apple TV. You mean people are actually going to buy them? I think that they're going because they've had them. Yeah, they've had them, but I think they, they that's always been like the high end televisions and yeah. you hardly ever see them in stores. So they're going to be like accessible I think, to I people. I think when, yeah, when you walk into the yes, I think when you walk into the yeah, instead of just to the internet, they will be accessible to people. When you walk into an electronic store, I think you will see, see them. them for sale. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, virtualization is going to be huge in 2010. You're going to see a lot more companies moving to virtual computers as opposed to hmm. um, to uh, regular computers because it, it, it's usually less expensive, easier to maintain, mm-hmm. um, easier to keep control of everything. You don't have to worry about your uh, employee getting upset, taking his or her computer home, going and then showing up at a competitor and handing all the information over. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why virtualization is, uh, is attractive. Um, then, uh, let's see. I already said that one. I've already said that one. Oh, and we're going to see a lot more newspapers actually attempt what Murdoch was saying and, uh, get behind a paywall, delist from Google, or at least work with Google to no longer have their, uh, their information freely accessible through Google. And then we're going to see all these other smaller newspapers and blogs rush in to fill that niche Mm-hmm. And those big newspapers are going to say, "Darn, we want our we want our ball back." Yeah, and we're going to and we're going to see them abandon that that business model. Yeah, but I don't know that you'll see them abandon it in two, in twenty ten. No, they might they it's might last a, a year or two. They might try and hold out a year or two, but I don't mm-hmm. think that the subscription based service is going to bring them the massive amount of money they think yeah. they're going to get. Uh, that uh, if it's going to if if it brings them money, I think it's going to be. Uh, for more or less equivalent to the money they make in web advertising. It's not – I mean you might make up for it in uh, in the amount of money each individual person is willing to pay, but you're going to lose a lot of potential subscribers. So okay. That is all of them. Okay. Well, I don't so, have any more. Uh, 
There we go. There are all of our predictions, which means that at the end of 2010, we will once again listen to this podcast and start to pull all of those predictions together and see how we did. Hopefully I'll get um, some uh, check marks this time. The cool thing is that no matter what we try to predict, there's always going to be stuff that happens that neither of us could have ever guessed at. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like. Can you believe that Apple bought Microsoft? Who saw that coming? You know, something like that, something insane. And, uh, you know, we joke about it, but crazy. I mean, yeah, 2009 the, was a year of mergers. I yeah, mean, it was it really crazy. Was. You know, I never thought I'd see Yahoo and Microsoft shake hands over no. a, a search deal, but they have. So whether that deal pans out, we still have to wait and see. So if any of you have any comments you'd like to, oh, wait, before I do that, I totally forgot. I have one more listener mail. And this listener mail comes from Reese, and what Reese has to say impacts directly our predictions. Reese says, Dear Chris and Jonathan, one of my mother's friends works for Apple. I had just recently listened to your podcast on the Apple tablet and asked her about it. I was shocked to hear her answer. The Apple tablet is indeed just a myth. It was, however, an idea within the Apple realm. However, they will be making many new products, just not the tablet. Sincerely, Reese, age 11. So, folks, if we are wrong, it's Reese's fault. No, just kidding, Reese. <laughs> just kidding, Reese. Uh, we're, we're betting that the rumors are true. Um, and if they, if we are wrong, we will give you kudos at the end of 2010. Yep. And uh, Frank G can tell you how much those kudos are worth. <laughs> if any of you have any predictions you'd like us to know about or any other kind of comments, questions, that sort of thing, send us an email. Our address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Remember, we do have a live show every Tuesday, 1 p.m. over at the blogs. You can go to howstuffworks.com. Just look at the blogs on the right-hand side. Click on any old link over there. You'll be able to navigate through to the Tech Stuff blog and find the link to our, our handy-dandy show where we give technology news with a smile and sometimes a little dance. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 